guys that have a third that made all conference or guys that, that came up playing for our varsity team, our second team, and I've moved on to play college soccer. It's really a testament to the way everyone buys in from the top to bottom. That was South Kent School soccer coach Owen Finberg, and he's the guest on today's episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Welcome to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast, the podcast for serious soccer players and their supporters to help further their development and navigate their way throughout their soccer careers. And now, here's your host, Matt Langoni. Welcome into another episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Today I'll be joined by South Kent School soccer coach Owen Finberg. Owen, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much for having me on, Matt. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Another great season for the program, so it's appropriate to, to have you in here now as the calendar has now turned to December and kind of reflect on on what you guys did in the 2022 campaign. Undefeated season, just a, a really impressive results the whole way through over the, the past few months. Just kind of how did the season go in your estimation? What was, what was this year's squad like? Yeah, it was a great year for us, certainly. I think we had a wonderful group of guys, most importantly, really uh, a pleasure to work with from the beginning right through Thanksgiving break and certainly had a, a great campaign. We challenged ourselves with the best teams that would play us. We traveled far and wide and down back and forth to Pennsylvania a few times and, and to a couple big events and really happy with the way that things turned out for us. We were. Uh, you know, a, a mysterious penalty call and a, a last minute goal against Loomis away from, from being unblemished. But uh, that's football and all in all, a really great season for these guys and certainly proud of everything that they were able to do on the field. Now, this was an interesting year for you guys. Obviously, you were the defending Class B champions. You were unable to play in the postseason, but it looks as though, I mean, the the players all stayed motivated. You stayed motivated. That didn't dampen anything for the for the 2022 season for you guys what was it like just for the team to keep that focus and 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 how proud of your team are you that they were able to put the results forth that they did knowing that they couldn't be there for those new england championships yeah i think for the guys i think that that was something that we expected understood not the, the the most important thing for for this group of players it's living into our core values every day and that's developing on and off the field striving for excellence in everything we do and and, and representing this program in school with class and I think those guys as I said were a joy to work with on a daily basis because that's what they set out to do and we had the opportunity to play for the national championship which we were fortunate enough to to claim a share of with the season that we had. And these guys are are all moving on to bigger and better things from here, whether that be in the classroom or on the field and moving on to play college soccer and, and certainly some of them beyond that as well. And so whatever these guys do in, in life, certainly in their careers, but in a much broader sense beyond that, you have to be motivated. You have to be passionate about what you're doing and and these guys brought that joy and that focus to every training session and every match. And that that's what made them so fun to work with. And that's what ultimately leads you to success and, and certainly was a big key of the, the season that we had this year. You guys have obviously become kind of the big boy powerhouse in Class B and further than Class B, just in, in New England soccer in general. And you mentioned it's 
scheduling games and finding teams to play. You, I know you guys aren't afraid to travel. You'll go out of state. What, what's the scheduling like for you guys? And, and how do you kind of prioritize that whole aspect of, of who you're trying to play and how you're trying to kind of sharpen yourselves during the season? Well, I think what we've always tried to do is, is put together the most challenging schedule that we can. And a lot of different we do play up a class or had played up class from a class C size school to, to playing in class B. But our schedule has almost always been, while I've been here, filled with a majority of, of class A games or certainly the, the, the largest number of New England games that we play would be against class A teams. And, you know, that it's important for our guys, as I said, to develop, to, to challenge them, to play the best teams that you can play. And, and there was some, some requirements of having to play a certain number of games. And it's been difficult for us to play some of the teams that we, we've wanted to play. We've, we've tried to play Worcester for 15 years and we played Northfield Mount Hermon five years in a row and beat them five years in a row. They never came to South Kent. And then after that, they wouldn't play again. And some of those, Schools have different difficult schedules that they got to fit teams in. And some schools have other priorities besides playing the best teams that they can play. And everybody's got to do what's best for them. But, you know, what's best for us is, is to play the best games that we can play. And unfortunately, not every game is as competitive as we've like, as we'd like it to be. But you got to fill the schedule with teams that are willing to play. And, and so we try and find that mix with the events the best teams, and then filling in whoever else will pull beyond that. Now, you've been at South Kent, I believe, since 2004. And for those who, know, who don't know, this is your last your last year at South Kent. You're going to be leaving after the academic year. And a little later, I just kind of want to talk about what you were able to build and how, how the program evolved over the past almost two decades, I guess, which is crazy. But just in terms of this season's team what what sticks out to you traits-wise? What, what, what style did you guys play this year? Is it Was it comparable to how you guys have played in in past years? Yeah, I think for for me and our staff, it's always about trying to maximize the strengths of the players. It's it's an environment where you don't get to pick every single player and kind of get guys that fit into one particular style year after or year after year or one particular shape. And so for us it's about trying to maximize those strengths and put guys in a position to be successful. And we'll always try and play the same style, possession-based game, and making sure that guys are, are developing the individual and collective skills to move on in levels and in the game. Um, but the shape that we play is certainly adjusted from year to year. I think this group, we had our two um, really dynamic attacking midfielders sort of set up uh, to, to set up a, a way that we could get them both on the field and in positions to be successful. And that was Danny Istanbuli and Alejandro Fuentesal. And so a couple of years ago when we had Joshua Bolma and Jai Bean and a couple of guys that were super dynamic in their own right, we, we started playing with a, a box in the midfield and, and three guys in the back and, and wing backs and a forward. And, and that's what we played this year as well. And it just suited the strengths of the guys that we had. It allowed those two guys in particular to have fabulous seasons and really chances and scoring goals and just being really, really dangerous. And I think there was a real balance to this group from front to back and, and left to right. And, and those guys were certainly the focal point in, in the way that we played, though. 
Now, are, are those two players, are they committed anywhere for next year yet? They're not. They're going through their, their interested schools right now. They've both recently been on some visits to some big-time powerhouses that, that are still playing. And I think that as you get to this point of the year and, and really throughout the fall season, the college programs are certainly focused on what they're currently invested in, which is the, the season in front of them. And so hopefully those things will be wrapped up with those guys soon. They're still kind of trying to figure out the right fit and get the offers finalized so that they can make an informed decision, but they're getting closer. Kind of an extension off that question is one thing I'm always impressed about is when I go onto the, the South Ken soccer website and I just see the list of players you guys have have sent on to the college game and the program, pro game, high, high quality college programs that, that these guys are going to division one, division two, division three, all, all across all divisions. How much of that, um, has been a priority for you to kind of prepare these guys for the next level? And how, how do you balance that? Cause you have big rosters, you have guys who, who maybe aren't going to go on to the next level too. So how, how difficult is that whole situation of, of, of preparing guys, especially certain guys for the, for an elite level at the next level? Well, I think one thing that's important to note at the start of that answer is that this will be our 15th year where every single guy that's a part of our program and graduating has an opportunity to play college soccer. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. We we haven't placed everybody yet this year, but you know, from the guys that we have that are graduating either seniors or post grads, I feel very confident that they will they will have that opportunity as well as as the last 14 years of guys had every single guy and part of that is obviously the recruiting process we're we're bringing in good quality student athletes to play college soccer now even at the division 3 level you have to be a quality player you have to be recruited long gone are the days of the walk-ons and hey maybe you're good enough to make the team those roster spots are are pretty much solidified in the recruiting process so it's really important for us i mean that's why kids come here to to play for me and our staff and be a part of our program obviously there's there's a lot of success with the the teams that we have and the championships that we've won but they're coming to develop and move on and, and to play at higher levels and to get the best education that, that they can. And so we definitely balance the work that we do off the field with the same expectation of excellence off it in the classroom and in how you carry yourself and are a member of our community, because those things are really, really important as you're trying to be recruited and, and find a spot at the next level. Our program has developed to where we have two really, really good teams within it. And that's something that has allowed us to move on. Maybe those guys that are not the division one level players, but they're getting challenged. They have the same structure, same coaching staff, same development platform as, as everyone else. And really proud to see a couple guys in the division three tournament at St. Lawrence and guys at Haverford that made all conference that are guys that, that came up playing for our varsity team our second team, and I've moved on to play college soccer and, and not just be on a roster, but win championships and earn honors. It's it's really a testament to the culture of our program and the way everyone buys in from the top to bottom and, and certainly the coaching staff. It's really it's really something special that we've built here. Yeah, you guys are in a really unique place within the NEPSAC in that you can feel you have those two high-quality teams. You can go to an Albany showcase and send send two different squads, and they can compete against other other prep schools from really 
around from around the country. I mean, that that showcase draws teams from everywhere. Do they play against each other? What's that like during the week? Do they scrimmage each other? They play against each other. What's the what are the battles like on campus with those two teams? Yeah, well, I think we we have some movement between the groups. I think that's important for the guys to understand that life is a meritocracy. You get what you earn, and it, it wouldn't be the right message if you know you're on this team and you're on this team, and and good luck. We'll see how you do. If you perform, if there's opportunities based on injuries or the other teams that are on our schedule you know, and, and it's the right fit for guys at certain times and they've earned it, then they have the opportunity to move up. And that certainly keeps things competitive. We, we certainly do finish training at times with 11 v 11 and it is competitive. We run a, a periodization plan throughout the, the fall season where we're trying to maximize guys' fitness levels and make sure that they're prepared for competition. And so the the training sessions, whether they're involved with 11 v 11 at the end of it, or that's part of it, or it's it's just the the technical or the small work that we do, the competition is key to the development, and and that's something that is brought out on a daily basis in in the program that we run here, and it's important that guys get an understanding of that because if they're not ready for that in the minutes that they play or where they, you're not going to be successful at any of those college levels either. And I think that's why our guys have been really prepared to play as freshmen. Matt Bell is getting 10 goals this year and earning accolades. And that happens regularly with our guys that are ready to step on the field and, and make a difference. And, and that's because of the environment that they're in here. New England's soccer journals, The Goal, will return after this. Hey, here's a great new idea in fundraising. Soccerheads New England Comedy Fundraisers. This is better than a stand-up show. It's an event that your community will never forget. You'll get soccer-themed comedy with Paul Nardizzi, who has been on Conan O'Brien, and Nesson Comedy All-Stars, along with Dave Radigan from Serious Radio Comedy, and Jim Roberti. There will also be giveaways and all sorts of extras. Want to make money for your soccer club and have fun while doing it? Email the guys at soccerheadsnewengland at gmail.com. That's SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com. Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today. Looking to keep up with all the latest news and information on New England soccer? New England Soccer Journal and NySoccerJournal.com are the premier resources for information and inspiration on the New England soccer scene. Have every issue of New England Soccer Journal, the magazine, delivered to your home or office. And don't forget to stay in the game every day with a digital subscription to NySoccerJournal.com to receive soccer coverage on clubs, college commits, prep and high school, division one, two, and three colleges, showcases, rankings, and so much more. Get in the game and behind the scenes now by going to anysoccerjournal.com 
Just click on the subscribe button and start the subscription that is right for you today. New England Soccer Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful. So you came to South Kent in 04, I believe. So this would make 2022 was your 19th season with the program. Obviously, we had the, the COVID year in, in 2020. What was the vision when you, when you came to South Kent? I mean, what was kind of the vision for you and what, what did you hope to accomplish with the program? Yeah, I, I was at another school for four years before I came to South Kent. And South Kent was at the beginning of sort of a, a renaissance or a revitalization and, and athletics was a, was a big part of that. And I had a coworker that, that I had worked with before that they came here a year before me. And it was just a right environment to sort of be able to, to build the sort of program that we had. I completely would be telling a, telling a lie if I, if I thought that we were going to have the, all the success that, that we've had, but the vision is, is, is still my vision. And that's to, positively impact young people's lives through the game of soccer and them characteristics and values that they ingrain in their lives that, that they can carry on to be successful in whatever they do. And all the success we have is a byproduct of that. It's it's about guys going about things in, in the right way, again, on and off the field. And when you do those things, when you have a routine, when you hold yourself to a high standard, then you know, it's proven again and again that you can be successful in anything that you do. And so certainly, you know, wanted to, to have the team success. I was able to bring four players with me that, that first year, a couple Bermudian youth internationals and a goalkeeper and, and a left back. And we we started to build right away with the idea that, you know, we were going to compete for championships in, in the, in the short term. And, and the goal initially was to, to be able to do that in three years. And the program grew pretty quickly. And in our third year, we won our first New England championship. We had some guys that went on to some very big success from that team. And then everything after that just tried to get a little bit better every year. And obviously the, the success just was, as I said, a byproduct of that. And again, not something that I would have sort of imagined back in 2004 when we started on you know, what many people correctly described as a cow pasture for a field and a few guys, a few guys that could play. And then like every other place, the guys that just come out for the team and it's grown into well, something that's renowned around the country. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you built a soccer powerhouse in South Kent, Connecticut, which is like you said it. I mean, and that's not easy in, in the New England prep soccer landscape. I mean, that's difficult to do. It's competitive and, 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 arguably the most competitive prep soccer region in the country. How has that idea kind of grown over the last couple plus decades? I mean, how much have you seen prep soccer explode and, and programs really come of age and, and become powerhouses in the region? Yeah, I think it's certainly gained in the understanding of the level of teams, the level of players, the the uh, the opportunity to recruit guys at a high level for for college soccer and beyond now certainly that was here before in the 90s and I'm sure before that back into the 80s and and 70s but not maybe on the scale that it turned into in in the 2000s and the 2010s where you had more and more schools that were investing in international players or into their programs in general 
And uh, I think that there's certainly been a boom in terms of the understanding of the level of New England prep school soccer. And that has certainly helped everyone, but most importantly, the kids to create more opportunities for themselves and to go on to, to great institutions. And I think that that's certainly something that's been easy to see during, during my time. Knowing there was no postseason for you this year and, and knowing it was going to be your last season with South Kent, what was kind of your mindset through the season? Was it was it like emotional at all with it being your last season there? Or, I mean, is it just when you're going through the season, do you really even think that way? Is it just kind of coaching and that's what you're doing? Yeah, I, well, I think you see more and more like whether it's athletes or coaches, I think there's a lot of people that still don't have an understanding, especially when you talk about the professional landscape that we're all humans. Like people think that you're out there and you just do the job and not the way it works. It has things going on in their lives. It was definitely emotional. There were some some very emotional moments. There were some times that were were difficult. As I said, my motivation first and foremost is is for the guys that, that come here to to play for me and to be a part of this program and to carry on the tradition of excellence that we've built. And through all that, that was what I tried to tune into from the moment I woke up in the morning and just try and give the guys the the experience that they came here for and to help them in their time here, but also preparing them to to move on. So it's, as I said, it was a great fall season. These guys were a pleasure to work with. I'm still enjoying it. And that, that really was the, the driving force and just getting out every day and trying to help them, trying to help them be better. I think you outscored opponents this year. Was it 105 to 14? Does that sound correct? I don't <laughs> add up the numbers. So it could, it could be, there was, there was a lot of, I mean, we just really had a, a team that bought into giving their best and pushing themselves. So there, there were certainly some, there was a, a number of those games where our younger guys got the opportunities to play in, in large parts and starting the, a lot of those matches. Um, but those guys are ready to play and, and hungry as well. So we certainly were a dominant force for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know you, in typical coach fashion, I, I know you don't know these stats, so I did a little research on my own, but I, I think you had five goals in a match on 12 different occasions. So just an explosive offense and obviously a, a great defense allowing less than less than a goal per game. Where did this season's team rank on the kind of the 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 pecking order of, of great squads that you've had over the years, or have you even really had a chance to assess that yet? I think that's something that's always fun when the alumni get together <laughs> and argue about which team is is better and whom would beat who and and all that. So we're looking forward, hopefully, to to one more alumni match this spring, which is always an awesome event. And as I said, for you know my personal mission, the the great thing is staying in touch with these guys as they move on from here, which I do with so many of them. And I think as it relates to this team, it's it's right up there. It, it's one of those things that you, you never know who's going to be who when they're at their peak, but this is certainly one of the best teams. And I think they have that intangible quality of the connection among the group, both on and off the field. And that's what makes it so special to work with. That's what helps you through the adversity on the field and the different things that you run into throughout the course of a season. But I think as far as the balance and talent level and, and all that, certainly one of the best groups for sure. 
Is there a single season that comes to your mind right now when someone asks you what was the most exciting or enjoyable fall you had? Well, I think you, there's so many because, you know, the, we've done so well. For you guys, you for know? sure. <laughs> it's hard to yeah. pick, yeah. For sure. I mean, 2006 was an incredible run to to the first championship. Reggie Thompson-Lamb was one of the guys that sort of set the bar for us. He's played professionally since that season. He's, he's semi-pro now in England, but played for teams like Ipswich. And we were down in both the, the semifinal and the final and, and came back to win. He scored the last five goals for us, had two in the semifinal against Pingree. And then we were down 2 nothing at halftime in the final at Loomis. Scored two in the second half and then won an extra time to win it. When he's, he's just, he's represented Bermuda and the national team as their captain, helped lead them to the gold cup. Just a, a remarkable sort of flag in the ground for, for what it meant to, to be a player here. And, and so that one certainly sticks out. And the others are, are all sort of special in their own right. And unfortunately, as a coach, despite winning 10, 10 of those championships in 15 seasons of uh, New England from 2006 till, till last year, it's the couple that we didn't win that really stick in my, <laughs> in my head. You're like, well, what, what, what could I have done differently there? And so I certainly think about those as well. But just the, the guys that have played here, the seasons that we've had have all been remarkable and it's, it's great getting together with them and thinking back. And that's, that's, it's a really special, it's a special memory for the guys. It's, it's, it's special for me for sure, but being able to give those guys the, the framework for what it takes to be a champion and allowing them to have that memory and that bond with those guys forever is, is much more valuable. Hmm. Who was, uh, who was your world cup pick before the tournament started? I got Brazil, and they're 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 looking good. So we'll see. Even with Neymar's injury, you're you're still confident with Neymar being banged up a little bit, or? I am. I think yeah. they're through. So he was going to rest today anyway. Yeah. Obviously, through the last match, and it's a long tournament. I think, as you can see, there's there's so many different upsets, and I think that's what that's what makes the football special, right? There's a lot of different ways to win a match and and to play the game. And it'll be interesting to see how it how it continues to unfold. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about my pick. This uh, this podcast will will drop after the United States Netherlands game on Saturday. But just to this point, through the group stage, how did you feel about the about the U.S.? My my thing is defensively great, but two goals in three matches is tough. I mean, it's just it's still like the the thing with United States soccer that they just can't find goals when they need to. Well, I, I would agree with you, but, and I think it's certainly our, our recipe here. If you don't defend well, you can't win no matter how many goals you score. And so I really like the way that, that we played. I don't worry. I don't know if worry is the right word, but I think most importantly, they've been creating good chances, right? They haven't been creating boatloads of chances but they've certainly had enough to score two or three goals and they just haven't. And I think anybody would say going into the tournament that the number nine was the biggest question mark for the group. And obviously it still is. Mm -hmm. I thought Sarge had a, an excellent match against Iran, but he didn't score any goals. So I think that, you know, I think that they've played well. And I would say just thinking about those other teams, our 2011 team, we, it was our first undefeated group and we won 
uh, eight games, one to nothing. And there's something to be said for grinding out a result. I think when you look at the Netherlands, you know, similarly, you could, you could argue that they've got a good solid group and they have some attacking talent, but they've struggled to score goals as well. So I think it, it sets up for a real interesting match on Saturday. And obviously it would be a big upset if, if we advance, but I do like our chances in that, in that game. I do too. I mean, another positive. I mean, we're, we're ranked 16th in the world and we're in the round of 16. I mean, they, they needed to get out of the group stage. They needed to, it would have been rough for American soccer to not, to not get that victory on, on Tuesday. So that, that's a great positive and we're moving on. We're where we should be. I just hope we can find a couple goals in the next round, but I'm with you. The defense has been great. Matt Turner has been great. I mean, his, his play since he's joined the national team is unreal. I mean, it's just uh, the the way in in which he's been able to to keep teams off the scoreboard has been incredible. Well, I think he's a guy that we had a couple guys play with him at Fairfield and win the MAC championship. Stephen Valente and Ben Hyten, and they've shown that goal that he gave up against Iona over and over. So it's a great story, and and that's where I said that if you focus on you know what you're capable of and you are are pushing yourself on a daily basis, even through that type of adversity that he faced or his late start or whatever, it's amazing what you can accomplish. And well, I mean, certainly, what a great story and I'm a big Arsenal supporter so I'm glad he's in our side as well and he's, he's been good as the cup keeper so far so we'll hope he helps us extend our FA Cup record this year and, and lift another trophy. Absolutely. Well Owen it's always great talking to you. I'm talking soccer talking other things. Glad we could catch up and thanks thanks a ton for joining us. Yeah appreciate all your coverage for prep soccer across the region and thanks very much for having me. Absolutely. I'm Matt Langoni. Thanks for listening. New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast is produced by David Yaz and is a Siemens Media production. You've been listening to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Or visit anysoccerjournal.com forward slash podcast. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful.